Welcome to the Outward OPC podcast. Today isn't a full episode, rather we just have a short excerpt from our last interview, episode number 13 with John Shaw, where he was introducing our current communication series, Communicating in Truth and Love. We had a follow-up question, sort of a dig deeper moment about how we communicate in truth and love and how the biblical imagery shapes our communication. So here's John. If you don't mind, I'm going to follow up on two things that you brought out that you mentioned sort of our, sort of in the Reformed world, in the OPC world, maybe a propensity to prophetically want to sort of defend the church, maybe have a propensity toward truth in the truth and love side of things. I wonder, could do you have any more thoughts on that? Could you kind of open that up a little bit about, not that it's a necessarily a bad thing that we love to defend the truth, but how does that work itself out in this dynamic of truth and love and the things that you just mentioned that have that have kind of brought this uh, to the point where we're doing a series on this? Yeah, there, there's always this, uh, I always love the image from Martin Luther where he describes our tendency, you know, like somebody riding on a horse to fall off one side or the other. We have these two things that shouldn't be held in tension. They actually fit beautifully together, which is truth and love. And the history of the Protestant church, the Protestant Reformation, and not that I'm drawing a direct line, there's all sorts of things in between, but also our heritage is uh, the Orthodox Presbyterian Church is an emphasis on the defense of the truth, the proclamation of the truth, and a commitment to speak the whole counsel of God. So everything that the scriptures call us to believe and everything the scriptures call us to obey and to be willing to profess those things knowing that some of them are not popular. Uh, That's part of our history. It's uh, a part of our history that we tend to emphasize. That's all a good thing, and we should be thankful for it. But we miss the mark if we forget that, that really difficult command from Ephesians 4. I think it's one of the hardest commands in the whole of Scripture. Speak the truth in love. That's the obligation that that Jesus gives us, and it's a hard command. Uh, we see it as well, you know, in the contrast of the fruit of the Spirit versus the work of the flesh. Uh, there's this emphasis on love, gentleness, peace, kindness, goodness, self-control, and we need to continually be measuring our actions and our speech by those Spirit-given grace-filled, God-honoring qualities. And I think it's it's too easy uh, sometimes for us to forget those because the world is, is speaking a different language. But we need to be transformed not by the world, but by God and by His Word as He transforms and renews our minds. And so it's not just that holding truth and love together is something that works and uh, makes sense. It's something we're called to. It's our obligation. And it's the mark of the church in, in many ways. John 13, uh, he says that, that the way we love one another, in particular in the church, but I think it applies to how we love everyone as well, this is how they'll know that we're disciples of Jesus. So we can't forget it. And uh, if, if we want to be effective, faithful witnesses to the gospel of Jesus Christ, then we need to be thinking regularly about how to more effectively speak the truth and to do it in love. And then maybe just touching on uh, the second thing that I heard in your in your introduction is you, you mentioned that we tend to like the imagery in the scriptures of war, of fighting, of athleticism, 
maybe not as quick to turn to gentleness and and that whole aspect of the imagery as well because it's hard again to hold them together so any any particular thoughts on that imagery and why we in the broader reform world we in the opc world might have that tendency and how we sort of need to reorient a bit wow that's a great great question i think part of the reason that we tend toward the imagery of uh, battle athleticism is because it is because the world draws us in that direction it's the character of the flesh i really think galatians 5 has a lot to teach us here if you look at uh, what it says about the the works of the flesh it uses these kinds of words enmity strife jealousy fits of anger rivalries dissensions and divisions and by the way, just so we hear this warning carefully, it goes on to say, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And that's before we get to the fruit of the Spirit. And most of you maybe know these, but, but listen to them carefully and listen to how different they are. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's, that's the kind of fruit that we're called to as, as Christians. And it doesn't mean we don't contend for the truth. We see that in all over the New Testament. But we contend for the truth in a way that is characterized by the fruit of the Spirit rather than the works of the flesh. And so why do we struggle with it? Because we're still struggling with the flesh. There, there's an old man uh, that needs to be killed, an old flesh that needs to be put away, a new man that needs to be put on. So it shouldn't be surprising that we're struggling with these things. I mean, Paul talks about it in all of his letters. This is the constant struggle of putting off sin and putting on righteousness. And that's a pursuit that requires energy as well. The same kind of energy that we hear described in the battle. In fact, when it talks about fighting the good fight, a big piece of fighting the good fight is dealing with those sinful fleshly attitudes and actions that should not characterize the church. And so it, it, it's the ongoing battle. We hope you found that little excerpt challenging and encouraging. You can check out episode 13 for the whole context of that discussion. But we'll see you next episode.